0: When we reflect upon anicca, usually the word is translated as impermanence, transient. this is talking about anicca as a quality of an object, that thing, that thought, that sound, that is changing. It's talking about that external objective quality of all things. Things are in a state of change. Whether it's material form or feeling, sound, sight, smell, taste, touch, that is changing. But when the the heart attunes to that quality of change, what is felt is uncertainty. On the the subject side, when the heart meets with that quality of change, transiency, what is felt What happens in the heart is a sense of, I don't know. What's going to happen next? What will this change into? It's not sure. So when lompocha was encouraging and developing the insight into Anicca, when he taught about it, more often than not, he spoke of it as that feeling, the feeling in the heart of uncertainty, speaking about the subjective nature of the experience. When we talk about impermanence or transiency, change, it can place it very much outside, like a a technical quality of a thought or an object, the material world. It's a bit remote. So he would emphasize the feeling in the heart, what happens in the heart when that quality of change is appreciated. We don't know what's going to happen next. What will this turn into? What words will come next? What feelings What perceptions? We don't know. It's not a sure thing. So most often when Lumpucha was see, describing and encouraging the reflection upon anicca, he would emphasize this subjective aspect, the felt sense of uncertainty, what happens in the heart when it meets with that quality of change whether it's in the sense world, seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, or in emotions, attitudes, beliefs and opinions, thoughts. Somehow it goes a bit deeper, it's more personal. It challenges more effectively and completely those attitudes and identities that the mind creates. Those opinions we believe so so firmly, those plans we have, those judgments. What we take to be a good idea, is that a sure thing? Those perspectives that we have that we are so sure are correct, valid, is that a sure thing? those plans we have for the future, what we think will be really good for us, where we want to go, what we want to do, how things should be. Is that a sure thing? Are you sure that you're right? Is that definite? When there's a judgment of something as beautiful, ugly, good or bad, We easily take those judgments to be absolute truths. This is beautiful. That is awful. This is delicious. This is disgusting. That's a lovely sound, a horrible sound. The judgments that the mind makes, the opinions that the mind holds. This person is talking nonsense. This person is wise. This is a good person, a bad person a helpful person, crazy person, an inspiring person, an irritating person. There's an easy and automatic belief in those judgments. We keep telling ourselves these stories. That person's great, that person's awful. I have a real problem about this, or I really made a terrible mistake when I did that. I'm a useless person. I'm a really excellent person. Whether it's judgments about this being or other beings, it's so easy for the mind to believe those. Taking what is a a relative perspective, a conditioned, dependent perspective as something absolute. That is beautiful, that is ugly, this is good, that's bad. This perception of anicca, developing the anicca-sanya is a very direct, powerful, liberating way to challenge those assumptions. What I think is a great idea. What we really need as a community is this. Is that so? What I really don't want to happen is that. Is that so? What's really wrong with me is this. My big problem is this. What Ajahn Amaro's big problem is that. Is that so? Is that a sure thing? Is that the whole story? If we bring this quality of exploring, examining, challenging, questioning, developing the anicca-sanya, it's extraordinarily liberating. We don't realize how much the mind, the heart, is imprisoned in its own judgments, its own plans, its own achievements, its own regrets. The mind creates its own prisons, locks itself within them. But it doesn't have to. So to develop the anicca sannyā, this perception of uncertainty, is a direct way of challenging, letting those judgments be seen according to their true nature. They're empty, transparent. There's no thing solid there. What makes a sound beautiful, meaningful? It's our mind. What makes a sound ugly or unmeaningful? It's our mind. When we hear the birds singing in the morning, dawn chorus, we just hear the sound, oh, beautiful bird song, how sweet, greeting the day, Are we sure that's what they mean? I suspect it's more like, this is my branch, back off or I'll rip your head off. This is my territory, you keep away. But as human beings, we don't understand the song of the birds. We overlay our perceptions of the world with our own attitudes, our own assumptions our own interpretations. We take our roles to be absolute and serious. I am a senior monk. I am the abbot of Amrabati. I am a senior nun. I'm an Anagarika. I'm just a layperson. We take these roles, social positions. And unconsciously turn them into something absolute, permanent. But just like the chattering of the birds in the morning to the birds, they hear, the sounds have their own meaning, making their own declarations. But isn't that the same for our own human declarations? I'm the abbot of Amravati. I'm a senior nun. I'm a nanakgarika. I'm a layperson. I'm in charge of the kitchen. It's just the chattering of the birds, isn't it? It has meaning because we give it meaning. It has value because of our own social ordering. But In essence, what's there? Is it a sure thing? Is it absolutely meaningful, solid, permanent, real? We use these ways of exploring examining our roles, our identities as a woman, as a man, older, younger, senior, junior, successful, unsuccessful, competent, incompetent, happy, unhappy. Wherever we see the mind making a judgment about this being or other beings, the world, challenge that bring that attitude of questioning. Is that a sure thing? We see the mind grasping a particular role. I am this, you should see me this way. Is that a sure thing? Is that solid, is it real? Does it have an absolute meaning? And if we're wise, if we're really applying satipanya, mindfulness and wisdom, then when that kind of questioning is, is roused, immediately it's recognized, no, there's there's no such thing permanently, absolutely as monk or nun, abbot, layperson, monastic. These are convenient fictions that are woven into being according to the values of the, the human realm the living system, social ordering, that's all. We call this place Amravati. 40 years ago it wasn't, it was St. Margaret's School. Before the land got purchased by the government in the 1930s, it was St. Margaret's Farm. And before that, it was something else. And before that, something else. Where we're sitting used to be part of the Kingdom of Essex. It's an independent kingdom, along with the six other kingdoms of, of England. The mind creates its designations. And then locks itself, imprisons itself within them good, bad, right, wrong, beautiful, ugly, mine, yours, higher, lower. If we develop the Anicca-sanya, perception of uncertainty, it's a way of directly challenging those, those limits, those boundaries, those perceptions that seem to be so solid, so real. But it's recognizing that the what seem to be solid, firm, fixed views and opinions, they're empty, just like shafts of light, shadows. They aren't really bars to to the prison. There aren't any limits to the heart, really. But unless those, those limits, those judgments and opinions, identities are challenged, then we lock ourselves into these little boxes. I like, I don't like, this is right, that's wrong, this is mine, that's yours. This is my role, that's your role. I'm in charge of this, you're in charge of that. This is who we are. The heart seems to be locked into its little prison, but the bars are just shafts of light and shadow. There's no thing really there. There's no boundary no limit, anantang, limitless, is the genuine nature of the heart. So if we can develop this uh, anicca-sanya, cultivate the quality of uncertainty, this reveals that boundless, limitless, spacious, radiant nature of the heart. It reveals that quality of, of freedom, openness. It frees the heart from its limitations. It reveals those were only apparent. It only seemed to be a boundary, a border. It only seemed to be who and what we are. It was never really the true story. Even simpler than asking, is that so? Is that a sure thing? Another of uh, Lumpo Cha's encouragements was just to to respond to every judgment that the mind makes, so? I'm really unhappy, so? I'm really happy. So? The weather's really beautiful. So? The weather's awful. So? I really wish I didn't have this illness. So? I'm really glad to have the health that I'm blessed with. So? Incredibly simple, direct. looking at the judgments that the mind makes, what it invests in, things it gives value to. Just by asking so, it's revealing that the mind is trying to take refuge. It's trying to find security and identity in that which is not secure and not self. It's looking for certainty, value, in that which is uncertain and has no intrinsic value simply by asking that question, so? When we do that, at least when I do that, there's this immediate sense of, oh, of course. How could that be the whole picture? How could that be something that's meaningful, significant? Just because there's health or a plan or a dislike or a like, so what? And there's a relief, there's a releasing in the heart, a loosening of tension. The prison walls fall open, as bars are revealed as insubstantial. There's a freedom, natural, accessible, ever-present.